Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. We are the Screenplay Writers. Again and welcome to episode 43 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast, the only podcast by, for, and about screenplay writers and screenplays. We are your hosts, I'm Ryan. Hey, what's up? My name's Nathan. And we are coming at you in a unique location for this week's episode. We are recording at the Minneapolis airport. Yep, we uh, just arrived a few hours ago and we're just trying to get a hold of our... Uh, good buddy jack who's a producer and he's going to be working with us on some films um we're just trying to reach him because we're gonna that's kind of our plan for a combination here in minneapolis and uh yeah he's yet to kind of respond to our texts yeah pretty sure we have his number right yeah but we're at this point just kind of lounging around the uh the airport and you know if you're listening Please reach out to Jack if you happen to know him, and uh, that'll be great. That would be, great. be uh, perfect. Yeah, but it's been fun. We've so like, far we, good. We got some Wendy's, uh, yeah. which was a good meal, yeah. and uh, flight was good. Uh, good flight. Ryan held my hand a bit through the whole thing. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, it's me, Nathan, and my wife, who's here, gonna be working remotely for a couple weeks, uh, while Nathan and I take care of business, uh, trying to get a few ideas produced with our junior producer jack who we have not heard from since touching down yeah it is interesting you know we messaged him or we, we texted him i messaged doesn't have his red receipts on which is a bit of a bummer hmm. um so that sucks but and then i facebook messaged him we're not friends so it might have gone to like the uh message request zone but then i did see that he was like active uh, 43 minutes ago. So hopefully he's, you know, oh, uh, just, I don't know, out and about doing errands or something and he can come uh, swing by and tell us uh, what address to go to to stay at. Absolutely. Yeah, so... Until then, I'm glad we packed the mics. We packed uh, the mics because we always want to be ready to record anytime we have ideas about screenplays, which is all the time. <laughs> so, literally all the time. We yeah. definitely... We've definitely, uh, well, we don't, neither of us drive, but I feel like if we were driving and we had an idea, we might pull over to the the side of the road and just record a podcast right then and there. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet, uh, but you can't really do it on the bus either because it's too loud. In fact, we can barely do it in this airport because it's... (laughs) Not a huge airport. It's an international airport, Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. It's one heck of an airport from what we've seen so far. We uh, we sort of commandeered the chapel uh, just to record this podcast for half an hour. Not too many people in here. It's a not really a chapel. It's a multi faith space. Uh, and the chaplain said he we could go right ahead. He's a big fan of screenplays and movies, so yeah. he said, "Please feel free." Uh, we chatted with him for a little bit. Great guy. Big fan of uh, Noah Bombach, just like us. We're Bombachians. <laughs> Yeah, it Bombachians. Was this had that uh, chaplain was like super into kind of squid in, in the whale, squid in the whale, yeah. which was sweet. It's kind of like pre or like mumblecore, pre mumblecore. He was like a huge fan of that stuff, and like 
he was talking about how he saw the original like Joe Swanberg when when he was making uh, like that film with Greta Gerwig he was telling us about that he's like it's so crazy that like Lady Bird is so big now because yeah. she was just making these small independent films he was like did you know that she got cast on the remake of How I Met Your Mother they were going to do a spinoff series and it never went to really? air and, he's, and he was like can you imagine if that was the reality that we know now, you know, yeah. as opposed to her being... Would be a different It would be world a different world for, for sure. He was really... Yeah. And then he, like, handed us his business cards, and he said, yeah, if you ever want to, like, talk about Jesus and, and stuff, as as well as movies, uh, give yeah. me a call. Yeah, he's big into dialogue, that guy. Yeah, he, he is said, a dialogue hop king. in and, and get chatting. So we did... And we're going to theme this episode location, mm-hmm. obviously. You know, we are on location ourselves. We're shooting on location. Well, not shooting, but we're in a location. Well, I consider everything kind of shooting in we're some, sh- we're, some we're, respects. We are yeah. recording audio-wise. I mean, yeah. and like today, audio. Today with, like, two things. First of all, just everyone has a camera in their pocket. So it's These days, immediately yeah. easier to yeah. make a movie than it ever has been before. So in a sense, we're all shooting all the time. True. Posting something to your Instagram story could be considered shooting, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and also just with, like, security cameras. Um, and it is kind of, like, messed up with right. how much, uh, d- like, there is of, like, documentation of, like, what where we're doing. So it's kind of like the government is shooting us all the time. True. Uh, True. Governments. Big Brother, etc. Recording a lot um, of film, which they could edit down into pretty good. You know, that would be pretty cool found footage sort of uh, mm-hmm footage that you could maybe spin into a uh, documentary not a documentary but a, a screenplay of some kind do you, you remember the movie uh, Eagle Eye with no. Shia LaBeouf no. I believe it was like a 2007 2008 release no it sort of had to do with that I forget what the exact, what the exact plot was but yeah. it was essentially, as far as I remember it was kind of like eh, that the government had been keeping track of everything with like Facebook. I remember watching it, and then uh, my dad didn't want was warning me about the dangers of having Facebook after we all watched it as a family. Interesting. That's just kind of a personal story for me. Yeah. Well, good aside. Speaking of location, we are here in Minneapolis because we're meeting with a production conglomerate. Uh, led by junior producer Jack and his dad and uncle. And we can't wait to meet them. They wanted to talk to us directly in person about getting some of our ideas produced. And one thing we wanted to bring to the table is this question of where will we shoot our features, uh, Tic-Tac-Toes and Nathan Hare Skater, um, which is a working title at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we thought, you know... One good place we could do that would be a great stand-in for Minneapolis, let's say, which is where Tic-Tac-Toes actually takes place, coincidentally, is Winnipeg, Manitoba. The reason we would do that is because it's slightly cheaper to record in Winnipeg than it would be in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, St. Paul, much bigger city, much bigger metropolitan area. Uh, more expensive, everyone knows that. So we figured, why don't we take it to a slightly more economical zone and perhaps film on location in Winnipeg? Nathan, what do you think? Uh, Explain our rationale behind that. You always want the location of of your films to be 
a, a slightly interesting conversation topic and you want and you want the fact that you're filming to be a local news story. Yeah. For exactly. example, Vancouver, there's so much stuff shooting here all the time yeah. that it never makes the Doesn't news. Doesn't break the news. There's a celeb walking down the streets every day. Every other know? day. It's yeah. like, whatever. It's like, there's Hugh Jackman. There's Famke Jansen. There's Halle Berry. Now, Michael that was Fassbender. just around X-Men Part 3. Yeah. There's a... Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 3 or 4 and they're yes. going to make Vancouver downtown look like Dubai exactly. with green screen effects. Yeah. They're everywhere. Celebs are Good everywhere point. in this town. But but Winnipeg not Winnipeg, so much. Winnipeg not so much. Not so much, which is surprising. It's a great town, heck of a town. It's a heck of a town. I think it's downtown core is kind of not doing so well as far as uh, I've heard. Walkability. Walkability. Walkability score score in the 90s. Yeah. I looked it up, uh, which is solid. 90s solid. What's your neighborhood sitting at? It's a 98. Yeah. But I'm I'm Mr. Walkability. I mean, uh, I'm not living in a neighborhood below a 96. Mine's like a 36. Right. The place I'm living in right now is deep in the forest. It's light industrial. It's light industrial forest land. Totally. A lot of lumber. Uh, happening, pulp and papers, big in Nathan's zone. But you like it like that. What Nathan likes the white noise of chainsaws. Totally, and I've kind of like I'm a Lynch head, and I'm like I love like the kind of Twin yeah, Peaks feel. It's not really yeah. like that at all because it's kind of deserted. Right. There's no, not even really a small town to kind no. of uh, falter it. It's barely in the city, and my place is not good or cheap. But it is cool to kind of be like, yeah, this is this where is my I live. Style. This is where I live. Make your neighborhood your own. But yes, Winnipeg. It's true. You so if we were to shoot a movie there, for sure we would get uh, at least a blurb on the arts section of uh, Winnipeg's newspaper. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, we would. We would be looking for a blurb for sure. We'd be possibly trying to tie in with tourism, Winnipeg. To support what we're doing, contributing to the local economy, contributing to the walkability score, trying to get that walkability score up above 96, which we could probably help deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd be following in the footsteps of quite a few famous and, and, and exceptionally well-done screenplays uh, that that were ultimately shot in Winnipeg on locations such as, yeah. Yeah, such as K-19, The Widowmaker. Uh, the Constant Gardener was filmed there. Segments portions of it, fi- yeah, portions. segments. Yeah. The Big Wheel uh, was a, f- a screenplay. Forty Ninth Parallel from nineteen forty one. The Assassination one. of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. So the list goes on and on. Uh, My, the one really that I found most interesting was actually Capote. Interesting, yes, yeah. yes, because you see that screenplay and you wouldn't think. Winnipeg. Hey, is this Winnipeg? No, absolutely not. You wouldn't think it, which is the whole idea. Yeah, you want the film, you want the location to be a stand-in for the place you're writing about. You you don't want it to be clear that you're filming in Winnipeg. You want it to think that it's Capote's t- hometown, hometown. Which can't remember what that was right now, but it's something no that looks somewhat like Winnipeg. I'm sure that's why they picked it. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, and it's like with special effects and clever camera tricks you can make anything look like anything you can yeah. make downtown winnipeg look like manhattan as far as i'm concerned and i'm sure yeah, it's been done. absolutely you could make nathan's rural community look like you know a, a deserted parkland 
which is uh, that's or not, wouldn't take a much clear effort. cut forest yeah. Would, yeah. would two two areas come to mind that you could make Nathan's zone look like that or like that would an, take almost no effort. I was gonna say also like an apocalyptic deserted Armageddon zone where there's no yeah. people around. Everything's been demolished there's no nature it's just a terrible living scenario you could make your area look like you that even easily to, you yeah it'd be very easy because what underground you're bunker is true. yeah sort of like where, where well it is true that i've been living in an underground bunker yeah but i you like it and that's fine a little you, bit well oh, oh i like it well the rent is good the rent is fair for the area, which is... I mean, I wouldn't call it cheap, expensive but... Area. It's definitely not cheap. I don't think anyone in any town would consider my rent cheap. I it's, pay it's up $1,200 for a yeah. bunker yeah. Um, a month. It's no bedrooms, not really even a studio. I don't know if you can call a bunker a studio. It's I open concept. To to a realtor. Yeah, it's I'll open give you that. It's open, it's open concept. concept, but th- there is no opening that doesn't take about half an hour to unlock through various pulls and yeah, levers and alarm well codes. well secured. And, and, yeah. It's well secured. No one's breaking in there. It's, it's the sort of thing you're supposed to go into and uh, n- never leave for like 40 to 50 years. It's yeah. designed for that. So you, it is annoying when I'm like, oh, I gotta go grab some milk or whatever. You'd imagine... Scoot out of there. It's tough. Yeah, it's if you kind think of place, uh, living on the third floor of an apartment building is tough, try living in an underground bunker. Yeah. It's the kind of place where you'd picture lots of canned goods lined on shelves and, and just big jugs of water everywhere because... I'm staying uh, hydrated. You're, you're well hydrated, but just in case of, yeah, a nuclear winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, let's talk about script surgery. Scalpel. Dialogue. Today on script surgery, we're Character going to do script surgery on Capote. On Capote. Yeah. Partially filmed in Winnipeg. We're in Minneapolis, St. Paul right now, which is not too far from Winnipeg, several hundred kilometers. Yeah, I'd say it's um, relatively close. And it's worth it. Yeah, don't be confused. We're only talking about Winnipeg because we are considering screening or, or filming our two screenplays, which are... Been, they've been green lit. They've been think. green lit. They're, They're in production, lit. yeah. They're yellow lit right now. We're yellow just kind of waiting for a final production meeting with Jack, junior producer. If he would just give us a call any minute now, that would be great. Uh, but why don't we talk about Capote and do script surgery on it, Nathan? Absolutely. My first thought with this one was don't change a word. Keep don't it as is. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty perfect. It was. It's pretty hard to make. Tight. Yeah, it was tight. It was concise. I kind of understood what was going on the whole time. Which is what um, you want. Yeah, you just kind of want to keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple with, you know, some underlying complexity. Mm-hmm. But make mm-hmm. the complexity uh, very easy to figure out. Yeah. And that's what Capote did. Yeah, it just kind of nailed it. It's hard to, yeah, it's it's just hard to say much else, to be honest. Let's do Logline Cage Match. Today on Logline Cage Match, speaking of on location, this is another idea that is going to need some locations uh, to be filmed in. Because that's just the kind of picture it is. It's a bit of a driller slash nature, um, you know, what's that called? Uh... Natural disaster screenplay type of thing. 
Let me pitch to you, Nathan. It's called The Perfect Hurricanes. Somewhere between the Bermuda Triangle and the mysterious Galapagos Islands, a witch doctor places a curse on a passing freighter that littered all their garbage off the boat. As a result of the curse, five hurricanes converge in what meteorologists can only refer to as the Super Hurricane, which follows the boat back to the United States as mainlanders watch the Weather Channel in horror. A team of scientific geniuses led by a late 30s marathon running community leader who's not even technically a scientist, he just does science in his spare times, reading a lot of articles and what have you, steps up and defeats the perfect storm of hurricanes, proving that science can overcome the worst mother nature and witch doctors have to offer. Sweet. So that's the idea. It's quite a detailed log line, you know, it's a little more of a log paragraph, but I, wa- I had a lot of specific features that I wanted to include there. Yeah, that was cool. I would say just like, I don't know, write it? All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I've started, I'm, I'm on page 27, uh, so of well into the uh, the screenplay, you know, the inciting incident and uh, some of the key characters I've introduced. Uh, a couple of the... The Hurricanes are the Super Hurricane or the Perfect Hurricane is, you know, one of the main characters of this of the screenplay, I would say. Yeah, totally. And uh, we're scouting locations for it right now, but I'm thinking we're going to need some body, big body of water. I mean, Winnipeg, you'd have to CGI that, which would be good. You should do it. All right. Well, I might pitch that to Jack, Rob, and his uncle. Yeah, and his we dad. should. I'm going to try texting him again. Yeah, try Maybe I'll try calling him. It's been going straight to voicemail, but yeah. Absolutely. Well, it looks like the chaplain is giving us a wave down, which means it's time to wrap light. this up in the uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport multi-faith space. Thank uh, Chaplain Lee for letting us in here. We really appreciate it, Chaplain. We'll give you a call if we need any ideas on dialogue, which I know you are a big fan of. So we will keep trying to contact Jack. And um, what else can we say? We're loving St. Paul, Minneapolis so far. We can't wait to go outside and see it in person. Let's explore. Let's walk around. Let's do it. All right. As always, keep your dialogue snappy. Always keep it.